Act Two of Hiatantimoruminus, The Self-Tormentor, by Terence, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Second, Scene One. Enter Clitipho to himself. What partial judges are all fathers in regard to all of us young men, in thinking it reasonable for us to become old men all at once from boys, and not to participate in those things which youth is naturally inclined to? They regulate us by their own desires, such as they now are, not as they once were. If ever I have a son, he certainly shall find in me an indulgent father, for the means both of knowing and of pardoning his faults shall be found by me, not like mine, who by means of another person discloses to me his own sentiments. I am plagued to death. When he drinks a little more than usual, what pranks of his own he does relate to me. Now, he says, take warning from others of what may be to your advantage. How shrewd! He certainly does not know how deaf I am at the moment when he's telling his stories. Just now the words of my mistress make more impression upon me. Give me this and bring me that, she cries. I have nothing to say to her in answer, and no one is there more wretched than myself. But this Clinia, although he as well has cares enough of his own, still has a mistress of virtuous and modest breeding, and a stranger to the arts of a courtesan. Mine is a craving, saucy, haughty, extravagant creature, full of lofty airs. Then all that I have to give her is fair words, for I make it a point not to tell her that I have nothing. This misfortune I met with not long since, nor does my father as yet know anything of the matter. Exit. Scene two. Enter Clinia from the house of Kremers to himself. If my love affairs had been prosperous for me, I am sure she would have been here by this. But I am afraid that the damsel has been led astray here in my absence. Many things combine to strengthen this opinion in my mind. Opportunity, the place, her age, a worthless mother under whose control she is, with whom nothing but gain is precious. Enter Clitipho. Clinia. Alas, wretched me. Do, pray, take care that no one coming out of your father's house sees you here by accident. I will do so, but really my mind presages I know not what misfortune. Do you persist in making up your mind upon that, before you know what is the fact? Had no misfortune happened, she would have been here by this. She'll be here presently. When will that presently be? You don't consider that it is a great way from here. Besides, you know the ways of women. While they are bestirring themselves, and while they are making preparations, a whole year passes by. Oh, Clitifo! I'm afraid. Take carriage. Look, here comes Dromo, together with Cyrus. They are close at hand. They stand aside. 
Scene 3. Enter Cyrus and Dromo, conversing at a distance. Do you say so? Tis as I told you. But in the meantime, while we've been carrying on our discourse, these women have been left behind. Clitipho, apart. Don't you hear, Clinia? Your mistress is close at hand. Clinia, apart. Why, yes. I do hear now at last, and I see and revive, Clitipho. No wonder. They are so encumbered. They are bringing a troop of female attendants with them. Clinia, apart. I'm undone. Whence come these female attendants? Clitipho, apart. Do you ask me? We ought not to have left them. What quantity of things they are bringing? Clinia, apart. Ah, me. Jewels of gold and clothes. It's growing late, too, and they don't know the way. It was very foolish of us to leave them. Just go back, Dromo, and meet them. Make haste. Why do you delay? Exit Dromo. Woe unto wretched me! From what high hopes am I fallen? What's the matter? Why, what is it that troubles you? Do you ask what it is? Why, don't you see? Attendance, jewels of gold, and clothes, her too, whom I left here with only one little servant girl. Whence do you suppose that they come? Ah, oh, now at last I understand you. Cyrus, to himself. Ah, uh, good gods, what a multitude there is. Our house will hardly hold them, I'm sure. How much they will eat. How much they will drink. What will there be more wretched than our old gentleman? Catching sight of Clinia and Clitipho. But look, I espy the persons I was wanting. Oh, Jupiter, why, where is fidelity gone? While I, distractedly wandering, have abandoned my country for your sake, you, in the meantime, Antiphila, have been enriching yourself, and have forsaken me in these troubles, you for whose sake I am in extreme disgrace, and have been disobedient to my father on whose account I am now ashamed and grieved, that he who used to lecture me about the manners of these women advised me in vain, and was not able to wean me away from her, which, however, I shall now do. Whereas, when it might have been advantageous to me to do so, I was unwilling. There is no being more wretched than I. Cyrus to himself. He certainly has been misled by our words which we have been speaking here. Aloud. Plinia, you imagine your mistress quite different from what she really is. For both her mode of life is the same, 
and her disposition toward you is the same as it always was so far as we could form a judgment from the circumstances themselves how so prithee for nothing in the world could i rather wish for just now than that i have suspected this without reason this in the first place then that you may not be ignorant of anything that concerns her the old woman who was formerly said to be her mother was not a soul she is dead this i overheard by accident from her as we came along while she was telling the other one pray who is the other one stay what i have begun i wish first to relate Clitifo, i shall come to that afterward make haste then first of all then when we came to the house dromo knocked at the door a certain old woman came out when she opened the door he directly rushed in i followed the old woman bolted the door and returned to her wool on this occasion might be known clinia or else on none in what pursuits she passed her life during your absence when we thus came upon a female unexpectedly for this circumstance then gave us an opportunity of judging of the course of her daily life a thing which especially discovers what is the disposition of each individual we found her industriously plying at the web plainly clad in a morning dress on account of this old woman i suppose who was lately dead without golden ornaments dressed besides just like those who only dress for themselves and patched up with no worthless woman's trumpery her hair was loose long and thrown back negligently about her temples to clinia do you hold your peace my dear cyrus do not without cause throw me into ecstasies i beseech you the old woman was spinning the woof there was only one little servant girl besides she was weaving together with them covered with patched clothes slovenly and dirty with filthiness if this is true clinia as i believe it is who is there more fortunate than you do you mark this girl whom he speaks of as dirty and drabbish this too is a strong indication that the mistress is out of harm's way when a confidant is in such ill plight for it is a rule with those who wish to gain access to the mistress first to bribe the maid clinia to cyrus go on i beseech you and beware of endeavouring to purchase favour by telling me an untruth what did she say when you mentioned me when we told her that you had returned and had requested her to come to you the damsel instantly put away the web and covered her face all over with tears so that you might easily perceive that it really was caused by her affection for you so may the deities bless me i know not where i am for joy i was so alarmed before but i was sure that there was no reason clinia come now cyrus tell me in my turn who this other lady is your bacchus whom we are bringing ha what bacchus how now you rascal whither are you bringing her whither am i bringing her to our house to be sure what to my father's to the very same 
how the audacious impudence of the fellow harkee no great and memorable action is done without some risk look now are you seeking to gain credit for yourself at the hazard of my character you rascal in a point where if you only make the slightest slip i am ruined what would you be doing with her but still why still if you give me leave i'll tell you do give him leave i give him leave then the affair is now just as though when plague on it what roundabout story is he beginning to tell me cyrus he says what's right do omit digressions come to the point really i cannot hold my tongue clitifo you are every way unjust and cannot possibly be endured upon my faith he ought to have a hearing to clitifo do be silent you wish to indulge in your amours you wish to possess your mistress you wish that to be procured wherewithal to make her presence in getting this you do not wish the risk to be your own you are not wise to no purpose if indeed it is being wise to wish for that which cannot happen either the one must be had with the other or the one must be let alone with the other now of these two alternatives consider which one you would prefer although this project which i have formed i know to be both a wise and a safe one for there is an opportunity for your mistress to be with you at your father's house without fear of a discovery besides by these self-same means i shall find the money which you have promised her to effect which you have already made my ears deaf with entreating me what would you have more if indeed this could be brought about if indeed you shall know it by experience well well disclose this project of yours what is it we will pretend that your mistress is his pointing to clinia very fine tell me what is he to do with his own is she too to be called his as if one was not a sufficient discredit no she shall be taken to your mother why there it would be tedious clitifo if i were to tell you why i do so i have a good reason stuff i see no ground sufficiently solid why it should be for my advantage to incur this risk turning as if going stay if there is this risk i have another project which you must both confess to be free from danger find out something of that description i beseech you by all means i'll go meet her and tell her to return home ha what was it you said i'll rid you at once of all fears so that you may sleep at your ease upon either ear what am i to do now what are you to do the goods that only tell me the truth cyrus dispatch quickly you'll be wishing just now too late and in vain going the gods provide enjoy while yet you may for you know not cyrus i say cyrus moving on go on i shall still do that which i said whether you may have another opportunity hereafter or ever again 
if faith that's true cyrus cyrus i say harky harky cyrus cyrus aside he warms a little to clitifo what is it you want come back come back cyrus coming back to him here i am tell me what you would have you'll be presently saying that this too doesn't please you nay cyrus i commit myself and my love and my reputation entirely to you you are the seducer take care you don't deserve any blame ah it is ridiculous for you to give me that caution clitifo as if my interest was less at stake in this affair than yours here if any ill-luck should perchance befall us words will be in readiness for you but for this individual blows pointing to himself for that reason this matter is by no means to be neglected on my part but do prevail upon him pointing to clinia to pretend that she is his own mistress you may rest assured i'll do so the matter has now come to that pass that it is a case of necessity tis with good reason that i love you clinia but she mustn't be tripping at all she is thoroughly tutored in her part but this i wonder at how you could so easily prevail upon her who is wont to treat such great people with scorn i came to her at the proper moment which in all things is of the first importance for there i found a certain wretched captain soliciting her favours she artfully managed the man so as to inflame his eager passions by denial and this too that it might be especially pleasing to yourself but hark you take care will you not to be imprudently impetuous you know your father how quick-sighted he is in these matters and i know you how unable you are to command yourself keep clear of words of double meaning your sidelong looks sighing hemming coughing tittering you shall have to commend me take care of that please you yourself shall be surprised at me but how quickly the ladies have come up with us where are they cyrus stands before him why do you hold me back for the present she is nothing to you i know it before my father but now in the meantime not a bit more do let me i will not let you i tell you but only for a moment pray i forbid it only to salute her if you are wise get you gone ah i'm off but what's he to do pointing at clinia he will stay here oh happy man take yourself off exit clitifo scene four enter bacchus and antiphila at a distance upon my word my dear antiphila i commend you and think you fortunate in having made it your study that your manners should be conformable to those good looks of yours and so may the gods bless me i do not at all wonder if every man is in love with you for your discourse has been a proof to me what kind of disposition you possess and when now i reflect in my mind upon your way of life and that of all of you in fact who keep the public at a distance from yourselves it is not surprising both that you are of that disposition and that we are not for it is your interest to be virtuous 
those with whom we are acquainted will not allow us to be so for our lovers allured merely by our beauty court us for that when that has faded they transfer their affections elsewhere and unless we have made provision in the meantime for the future we live in destitution now with you when you have once resolved to pass your life with one man whose manners are especially kindred to your own those persons become attached to you by this kindly feeling you are truly devoted to each other and no calamity can ever possibly interrupt your love i know nothing about other women i'm sure that i have indeed always used every endeavour to derive my own happiness from his happiness clinia apart overhearing antiphila ah tis for that reason my antiphila that you alone have now caused me to return to my native country for while i was absent from you all other hardships which i encountered were light to me save the being deprived of you cyrus apart ah i believe it cyrus i can scarce endure it wretch that i am that i should not be allowed to possess one of such a disposition at my own discretion nay so far as i understand your father he will for a long time yet be giving you a hard task why who is that young man that's looking at us antiphila seeing clinia ah do support me i entreat you prithee what is the matter with you i shall die alas i shall die why are you thus surprised antiphila is it clinia that i see or not whom do you see clinia running to embrace antiphila blessings on you my life oh my long wish for clinia blessings on you how fare you my love i'm overjoyed that you have returned safe and do i embrace you antiphila so passionately longed for by my soul go indoors for the old gentleman has been waiting for us some time they go into the house of cremers end of act two